Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to If We Could Just Say... Hello! Yay! I'm your host, Stephen Ogle, and my co-host, as always, is my lovely wife, Jessica Carter-Ogle. How are we doing, babe? Good, lovely, feeling lovely. In in full Ooh. transparency, Ooh. we are hungover. <laughs> A little bit. This will not affect the performance that we give, <laughs> but... Just give us a little grace this week. Oh boy, <laughs> just the body just aches. We did we did some stuff. This is forty, y'all. Oh, she, before we do that, I should probably plug our social media. Well, yes. we're already getting off to a banger yes. of a start. Um, so uh, we are on uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter for if we can just say. That's also our email address if we can just say at gmail.com. Yes. We are where you can find all your podcasts for Apple, Spotify, tuned in or tune in. Uh, Oh boy! Uh, now Stitcher, I'm Deezer, iHeartRadio. Oh boy! Needed some help on teamwork, that one. Teamwork, baby. Yeah, teammate. Teamwork makes the dream work. Oh, oh boy. Anyway, so yeah, uh, yesterday we did a lot of stuff in the yard. Yes. I I did a lot of the uh, uh, mowing and stuff like that. You did a lot of the in-house work, cleaning up our house and getting that looking yes. nice and spiffy, and then turned around and. We both then did separate tasks that were physical and required bending over and standing up and getting down on knees and oh, y'all, just, my hand ooh, had atrophy. Like yeah. I, we have a Papasan chair, a bowl chair, and I wanted to paint it to match my room. And like, you don't realize how many like nooks and crannies are as all of those like pieces are yep. wound in together. I used like four cans of spray paint. I kid you not, I could not feel my trigger finger, like my button holding <laughs> index finger. I couldn't feel it. Like That's I funny. couldn't grip. I was like cooking after, and I like dropped something. I was like, "What in the world is going on?" My arm was legitimately sore. This is so ridiculous. And then me, on the other hand, I was putting in uh, more of our uh, new flooring in our uh, like the Florida foam room. gym floor. Yeah. But having to do the glue and the bend over mm-hmm. and the put, press down and stand on it and stand back up. And this up man and, wants oh to gosh. maybe get a house with land. These are the times when I tell him <laughs> land is a young man's game. We're 15 years past owning land. Yeah. It's, we are now subdivision people. It's it's about getting out of the city, though, yeah. and getting away from people. Because well, as I get older, to tend our land. as I get older, I was talking to one of our, my best friends, one of our friends, Jared, and I was telling him how that as I get older, and he finished my sentence, goes, you hate people more? And I'm like, well, I mean... Not our listeners. We love you. I mean, generally, it just it, people disappoint me, and I don't really invest into Present many new company. people. Excluded. Yes. <laughs> but I was like, you know, I, I, it's, as I get older, it's just like, man, things are just, uh, it's a lot more work now. There's also just like your property. Like this is the f- first house we've owned, our first yard. Like there's a sense of like peace and calm sitting in your own backyard, having yeah. a fire. And I imagine it would be really cool to not see neighbors and yeah. to have your own space. But I, I just, I don't see it happening. Speaking of seeing things and the opposite of peace and calm, we watched... The two Top Gun movies this week. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm not a movie person, but like my parents and my brother raved about Top Gun. I was super skeptical. Sorry, Top Gun Maverick. I was super skeptical, and my brother, who felt the same as me, loved it. And I was like, all right, maybe. Yeah. I mean, we rewatched Top Gun this week, which was an absolute like classic movie. It's fantastic. There's so many things about it that are wonderful. Um, I mean, literally, like, it's not a line in the movie, but as soon as Val Kimmerel comes comes on screen, I just think to myself, the Iceman cometh. Yes. Like, oh, man, it's 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 happening. It's great. The cool thing, too, having watched the first one before the sequel, they paid homage to yes. things in the movie. You don't 
need to watch the first one for continuity, but you pick up on more things in the sequel yep. that are just homage to the original, which is really cool. What, one thing I will say, they so in the first movie, there's that there's that famous scene where Tom Cruise is riding the motorcycle and he's riding next to the to the uh, uh, landing strip, the takeoff lane where planes take off from, and he's like he looks over and. He's like seeing the plane takes off and he's smiling. And he does like a fist pump thing or whatever because he's excited or whatever. In the new movie, they did the mirror image. They came from the opposite direction for an opposite. And it like, it looked really cool. I was like, that's a cool homage. Like it's not an exact, exact replica, but like it was pretty cool. It was surprisingly really good. Like yeah. it was done well. The casting was great. The storyline was really good. Um, it was... It was just, it was just honestly a really good movie. Yeah. I mean, I cried like five times. She was crying two minutes into the movie, folks. I, I don't just, even, can't even tell you what was happening in the first two minutes. There was like a dog fight a thing. a lot of overwhelming, you know. There was like a training dog fight thing or something at the very beginning of the movie and Jess is already crying. I'm can't like, oh my exactly gosh. remember exactly why I teared up, but there was a reason. And then there's a, there's a section, I won't, I won't spoil and say what it is, but there's a section in, in right before the third act where I could hear Jess sniffling. Now I've got allergies that have been killing me for the last few days so i have a kleenex in my pocket as we do this podcast right now even though i got a box at my desk i've still got one in my pocket because i never know when my nose is just gonna start running so i had two extra in the theater one of which i'm already using the other one i took out of my pocket and handed it to her of which i got a punch in the shoulder for my for my contributions <laughs> to helping her sniffling because all I could hear was because you were laughing at me when you handed the tissue it wasn't like it was just generosity and kindness it oh, was mockery yeah. at its finest but yeah so she's she cried through most of the movie and I don't even know why I mean some movies just hit you that it way just there has, was a lot of nostalgia it was you know, fun the score we had oh. listened to I, it's one of my favorite scores and we listened to it in the original movie and earlier that week when we watched it and I was like Man, this move, this music just kind of swells you. You you know the first movie. You know what's coming with Goose. Oh, yeah. You know everything that's happening. And so when they started playing it, that's what it was. When they started playing it yeah. in the sequel, I was still coming off my first movie high, and it was just yeah. They give you that guitar, and it's like an '80s guitar sound. And oh man, it's the and I know people talk about sound. Paul Rudd not aging, but somebody should take a look at Mr. Tom Cruise because I don't know what's in that water. Yeah, he is man. He does not look like he's aged a day. It's crazy. Right. Yeah, it was good. But yeah, recommend. Uh, but he get the one thing I will say is before the movie starts, you get a little blurb with him in a, in a like a you know in one of those director's chairs or whatever, and he's like, hey, you know, we wanted to bring this movie to you guys, and we use real F-18s, and there's real real stuff that we used for this movie. It's not a lot of CGI. So like, we really hope you enjoy it because we really wanted to do this for a long time and it finally has worked out for us to do it. And I thought that was a cool thing to give of like, all right, so the stuff we're seeing, like, and you could tell the way they filmed it. Like he's legit sitting at an F-18 fighter pilot. Like it was cool. It was very cool. You know, we didn't talk about that, but I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool that he was like, we did this for you, the fans. Yeah. And then it was also um, National Donut Day when we went. So then we went out trying to find donuts. We went to a Dunkin' Donuts. It was completely sold out of donuts, which was hilarious. Yeah. And then there's a 24-hour bakery. Or it used to be 24-hour anyway, called the Looney Baker yep. on, in uh, Livonia in Michigan. We went there. 
They yeah. were running low, but we snagged a good bit of donut. So we just finished for a sugar rush. We both just ate a chocolate glazed donut hole for a little <laughs> rush of sugar before we started this podcast. And then, of course, he waits till it's in my mouth. And then he's like jumping up and down like, oh, yeah, it worked. And I shoot chocolate donut across the kitchen. And so I'm like, oh. <laughs> I literally clean this up before I go down there to podcast. Literally pop it in my mouth and I'm like, oh, it's working already. I can feel it. Ridiculous. I definitely don't feel it, folks. But um, so, yeah. So did we did we hit everything? Is that anything else? I think that's it. Should I talk about our soundtrack and how it's been all like radio hits this weekend? I've been nice and playing stuff that you recognize. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, that's that. Cool. So our story, we left off with 2019 Christmas. Christmas Day, yeah. And uh, one thing I failed to mention in the last one is that uh, your brother got me this really cool Jimi Hendrix shirt. Yes. And I say really cool because I love Jimi Hendrix, but it looks like he's, it's like painted on the front of the shirt. Yeah. And I have a Steve Ray Vaughan version of that shirt that my Uncle Bill gave me when I was 13 years old. And I was like, this is so cool. And then... I tried to put on my Stevie Ray Vaughan shirt and I couldn't wear it, so I gave it to Jess because she's smaller than I am and she fits and it works and uh, yeah, so yeah, it's like w- a big oversized eighties tee, which is great. Yeah, and it's like a it's actually a tour t shirt for his nineteen ninety or nineteen eighty nine tour for the album in step. Nice. So which was his uh, final album that he put out before before he passed or whatever. So yeah. he found a picture. There's a picture of us in our shirts and he yeah. sent it to me on Thursday. <laughs> And he's like, oh, I forgot about this. I want to talk about this. And I was like, this is hilarious. I sent him back a selfie. I'm wearing the Stevie Ray Vaughan shirt. That's, <laughs> I've worn it twice in my life. The picture he sent me. And then on the day he sent the picture, I happened to be wearing it again. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty funny. But uh, yeah, so we so that's all I wanted to say about the Christmas yes. that I've left over from last time. So what happened after we we did Christmas for the first time with your family in, in yeah. 2019? We're not quite to New Year's yet. We both we had a week off today. for Christmas, though. We had that week off yes. in between. You're, a lot of vacation. And what'd we do? Yep. For your job, you get the time between Christmas and New Year's off. And yep. when I was at U of M, I also got that time off. That's the first time I ever had that, which was really cool. I, I don't currently get that now, but I'm using vacation for it because I really liked having that, especially after the holidays, after hosting Christmas, you know, his mom usually will come in and yeah. it gives us a few, you know, time to spend with her and then gives us like recovery day. But this year, you know, obviously she wasn't here and we went up to Carp Lake, um, which is nor up north or yeah, north in Michigan, yeah. um, near Mackinac City. We got a Airbnb cabin, like this tiny little A-frame cabin <laughs> on Carp Lake. I'm giving her a look because when I saw the photos, I was like, okay, I mean that that looks that looks all right. Um, super cozy, super cozy. And then we get there, and I realized that. We're gonna sleep in this bed. You got to climb up these stairs. It's like a loft in the a, in like the a loft peak of the A frame. But what I didn't know from the pictures that I was gonna have to army crawl myself into bed because there's no sitting up, there's no standing up, there's literally no room. You're right there at the A frames, and I was like, "Oh, this is great." Luckily, when six you go foot, to bed, you six lay foot down. One, six foot one of me having to army crawl into bed. I can't imagine somebody else. And me of my average heightedness. It was... <laughs> She's short, folks. She's I am fine. not. I'm average heighted. She, I think she actually sat up. She sat up in the bed. Yeah, I, I stood up. I did a jig up there dancing yeah. around. <laughs> Need some poop. 
I always, I always. Uh, apologies uh, for the expletive, but he's a nincompoop. <laughs> I always give her crap for being short, shorter than me. So <laughs> that was a fun trip, though. Yeah, that was you know, awesome. You know, I was excited to go up north in the winter. I hadn't really done that oh, and explore yeah. winter and do trails and go snowshoeing. Like he went to REI and he rented us snowshoes before we went up there. Yeah. So we took our snowshoes up there. No snow, folks. It, it was didn't warm. Even, it was warm. It didn't even snow while we were up there. Nope. We we did do a couple trails and it was cool, but like it was chilly. But Stephen wasn't even like, oh my God, I'm freezing walking on the trails yeah. because it wasn't even. I was like, I'm finally up north. I'm finally taking a winter trip for like three or four days up north. I'm in this cabin. I wanted to go snowshoeing. I pictured like a beautiful like sunset montage <laughs> and some music playing and us just snowshoeing, smiling. No snow. Maybe a little Top Gun music playing. I in the literally background. was just thinking that. Yeah. But I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to get made fun of by the likes of you. But <laughs> here we are. But we went to Lake Michigan. I remember doing that, and I remember being very cold because the wind coming in off of off of the frozen over lake or whatever, or or somewhat frozen lake. That was very cold. Everywhere else we yeah. were at, it was... It's I always mean, colder by the water, but you were also cold because I was making you do a photo shoot for me. Oh, god! I was like, let me sit on this rock, put it in portrait mode. This is going to be great. And yeah. it was uh, worth it totally. And she takes her time, folks. And then, ridiculously enough, she will then be like, oh, can you take the photo because my arm's not long enough? Oh. I look better when I'm just like fully ensconced in the pose and I don't have to have one arm like loosey goosey out here doing its own thing. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, we had, we had a good time up there. We went to a couple of breweries, yes. did, didn't we? Yep. Yep. We went to Beer de Mac, yep. which is a really cool brewery. Very small. Um, the cool thing about them is their taps. So yeah. their taps are all um, light wood handles and they're shaped in terms of like the Mackinac Bridge. Yeah. So, so they start off short and then they get taller and then they... So when you look at the all the taps, it looks like the bridge. Yeah. Very cool. That is pretty cool. And then they got the bridge on their logo because we yes. brought home a... Uh, one of their, uh, what do you call those? I, I guess like a, would it be a crawler probably? It was a, yeah, because it wasn't quite it's a, a growler. smaller one, yeah. Yeah, it's a smaller one. But yeah, the the bridge, I like the logo on that, yeah, which cool. we've got that up in our kitchen. I, I always notice that one over everything else because yeah. of the bridge logo. I think that's really cool. They have really good food there too. And I had never been for... Uh, all, all of you that know I've lived in Michigan for 21 years, I had never been to Mackinac. Never been. Not one time. And we, of d course, didn't go to the island yeah. because it was winter. But Yeah, but I've never been up there. I've, I had never seen the Mackinac Bridge, I don't believe. I had never yeah. been into the UP. So for me, this was like, yeah, man, this will be cool. And I was expecting a ton of snow. Even a person who stays cold, I was expecting a ton of snow, and it wasn't there, and that was a little disappointing. But, yeah. But we turned around and went over the bridge, mm -hmm. and I've heard stories about the bridge and how, like, sometimes they close it if it's too windy and all that kind of stuff, because, like, there have been, you know, cars get blown around on yeah. the bridge and stuff, but we were able to go over. That was fine. And we went to this brewery called The Rusted Spoke. That's in Mackinac City, yeah. Yeah, and that was cool. That that was a nice little place to sit that's there and the get some food. That's the bridge. Is it? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what I said. We went over the bridge. So, um... That was that was a cool time for us to do the rusted spoke. I like yeah. that. And they had a shirt in their it's like a front. tap room too, so they had a lot of stuff. Yeah, they had some good food and stuff. But they had this uh, shirt in the front lobby that when you walked in, it said uh, when on the front of it, it says I and and then instead of like having 
it it had like I don't know I don't remember if it has a heart on it, but I it says think so. I, it has a heart. It says I heart, and then and and it says boobs, but the two O's are bottle caps. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I thought to myself, I was like, there's no way Jess would be okay with me getting that shirt. She's gonna be like, oh, that's too trashy or whatever. And then when we go to leave, she's like, well, do you want to look at the shirts? I was like, actually, I've already seen one. And she goes, oh, that's awesome. I like it. And I was like. All right, we're on the right path here. We're on the well, right path. Well, it was path. also for breast cancer awareness. Yes, that's on the back. Yeah, it and was it, pink. Like the shirt was gray and it had like some pink with the words and stuff. And yeah. Yeah, and on the back it says, I'm uh, I'm not a doctor, but I'll I'll give it a look. Some, or something something like, that. like that. We yeah. got to pull the shirt out and see exactly what it says. But yeah, yeah that was fun. That was in Mackinac City, though. So that's not past the bridge that's before the bridge when we went over to the bridge is when we went into like saint ignis and then we we went to like a little antique store i found and then we went to java joe's i don't know for anyone that goes up north goes to saint ignis saint ignis is a little city like mackinac city and saint ignis you can take ferries to mackinac island but saint ignis has this really amazing breakfast place called java joe's yeah you've got to check it out great coffee Great food, great atmosphere. Joe is usually there just, you know, walking around, talking to people. The decor is really cool. It's amazing. We were able to get in real quick. It was December. Like in the summer, like you're going to have a wait. Yeah. I, for some reason, I don't know why, but I thought Rusted Spoke was over in that city. Mm-mm, so I guess no, I remember so that yeah. wrong. My bad. Wonderful joys of, of not remembering. But yeah, Java Joe's is right cool. By each other, so Java Joe's is like a really small place too. Yes. They can't, they don't fit that many people in there, so it doesn't take long for it to. But get they packed. can do like some outdoor seating. So yeah. in the summer, obviously. But yeah, if you're gonna go, you want to get there earlier. Yeah, it was super. And what you think people are gonna be there? You should probably get there earlier than that. But yeah, they had great breakfast. Yeah, that was a good time. We went to a couple little shops and stuff. I got like a little piece, little art thing to put in the bathroom and. It was yeah. kind of cool to just walk around. I remember being there and we were walking by the shops in like this like little side market area of just a, a strip mall or whatever. And one of the places like had caution tape because it had caught fire or something. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And yeah. they were talking about how literally that had happened like less than two days ago. Yeah. And literally it was like some sort of electric fire. But yep. it only took out that place. It didn't take out the two places next to it. But yeah, I forgot like, about wow. that. Yeah. So that was fun. I mean, I mainly just wanted to go on this trip to like get away on some like vacation time that we got without having to use our vacation time. Yeah. And I was like, this is cool. And we brought a bunch of games. We brought like 10 board games with us. We played all of them. Yeah. We did not turn on the TV once. We just yep. hung out and talked and ate food and snacks and drank and played games. And Listen it was really nice. Yeah. It was a great trip trying to think i believe that was the trip that we listened to a lot of allman brothers on that trip oh, allman and, brothers um, and bb johnny King. cash great and american songbook yeah the uh, american recordings american recordings what am i talking about what's great american songbook who's that uh, i don't know that's I probably, somebody i probably should know but yeah we were listening to the american recordings of johnny cash we were listening to a little uh allman brothers and then uh, a little bb king was in there a too. lot of the johnny cash yeah i was on a big johnny cash kick at that point in time with those recordings which I love Johnny Cash. He's one of my favorites of all time. But yeah, that was that was the soundtrack Fun, of that trip. Funny Johnny Cash story, real quick. If, if oh, I can, yeah. have I oh. told this story? I don't know if you. I don't think you have. So I was on a date once, and <laughs> we were just talking, bantering back and forth. Whatever, this is before me folks. talking about music, and I was like, we were just talking about stuff, and I don't even know how it came up, but I said something. I was like, well, you know, I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. And there was like a pause 
and then a look at me and then he was like no you didn't <laughs> and i said what you don't know what that is i can't do this anymore <laughs> that was our last date yeah i'm like what yeah. like that's johnny cash that's epic you yeah. don't know google my friend yeah. google yeah that's unfortunate Ugh. It was very disappointing because, I mean, that was a gem of a line. Like, I eased it in perfect. I expected a laugh and I got like a, no, you didn't. Well, obviously, I didn't. Yeah. And if I had, I wouldn't be bragging about it. I mean, the only. Because clearly, I got away with it. The only more obvious one you could have said is that you have a boy at home named Sue. Yeah. And, oh, pr- that, and that would have went over his head, that's too, That's probably I think. way less obvious. <laughs> I think that's more obscure than I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. <laughs> Anyway, uh, when you know it, there are certain people say, how do you know it's not the one? Well, you know when you know, and yeah, I knew. Yeah, that's, oof, boy. I, I hope that that person has uh, gotten themselves educated on Johnny Cash, at I least so. at a minimum. Maybe they learned from you that they should educate themselves on, on American I do Americana. liken myself to be a teacher of things, and I like to help people. She's also a learner of things. I've learned her a few things. Moving on. <laughs> So that so, was a great trip. Yeah, that was a good trip. When we came back, um, right before, I believe it was two days before New Year's, we got you a new car. I did. I always wanted a Jetta. Yeah. And my lease was up. And we went to the dealership, the Volkswagen dealership. And spent eight hours there, it felt like. Well, of course. And got myself a Jetta. I got myself a pretty good deal on it, though I will say... Um, I'll never go back to that dealership again. <laughs> I will never deal with that guy again. He literally told me that like, we got in at the end of December and he's like, the way we've f- figured all this out, your next payment won't be till February. And yep. I was like, February, that doesn't make sense. Like it's gotta be January. He's like, no, the way we did this, got you this discount, all this stuff. I was like, that's awesome. So what happens in January when I get a bill for my first payment and I call and he acts like none of our conversation ever happened and I'm like some kind of crazy person. And it wasn't just salesmen. Like no offense to you guys. Like, uh, but like sometimes there's like super genuine people who are salesmen. And then there's like the slimy salesmen that the stereotypes are there for. And I'm sorry that you good people get lumped in with that. But like this guy, like you, you basically lied to me to get me to make the deal. And it wasn't like he said it once. He said it like multiple times, few times of like, Oh yeah, your first payment won't be till February. Like I suggest get everything in writing or like set on your voice memo and hit record. Yeah, for real. Like, so that was uh, that was disappointing. But your but car, your car's turned out to be a great thing. I do like my car, except every time I call anybody on CarPlay, it echoes on their end. And so I can't talk to anybody on CarPlay. And I've taken it in about three times to the dealership for this. Yeah. And they just, they don't understand it. They don't see anything wrong. They can't fix it. And I just, I had a four-year lease and... Steven's like, do you want to turn in your car early? And I'm like, no, because I'm at one year amount of miles in two and a half years because of the pandemic. Yeah, so, so I'm like, I'm going to get go. every mile worth. I'm going to drive to Nashville this year and I'm going to drive to Paris this year and we're going to drive to Mac. Like we are going everywhere in that car. Yeah. And also uh, keep it in mind that you're, you've changed phones since you got that car and still have the problem. Yes. Got a brand new phone and still yep. have the problem. So, so. Yeah, and the phone that you had at the time that you got the car was also only two two months old because we did our first Verizon party in October of 19. 
which was a great day. So folks. I was on my parents' Verizon plan, <laughs> which really meant that my wonderful parents didn't really collect much money from me for being on this plan. Oof. Here comes, you know, Southern Jones over here. That's like, <laughs> we should be on our own plan, blah, blah, blah. And he makes us go to Verizon with my parents. We have what he calls a Verizon party. Let me tell you, don't let him throw parties. They're not fun. <laughs> it involved me sitting at Verizon for two hours. Versus and eight. all of us got phones. I got taken off my dad's plan and put on his plan. Wham, bam, thank you. All of a sudden, I owe somebody $100. I probably hadn't paid $100 for the last six months of phone service. And now... Man. Yeah. Don't get married. Don't get in a relationship. Stay by yourself, people. <laughs> this is a public service announcement. Protect your Verizon bills at all costs. So uh, so we got your car on the 30th. Yeah. And then on uh, New Year's Eve, we had our first New Year's Eve together. Yes. Which, if you are dating somebody, New Year's Eve is a big deal to be together on New Year's Eve. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, it, that's, an, it, that's an important milestone to be together because there is that whole... Uh, cliche thing for you know the first kiss after the after the ball drops and all yep. that kind of stuff. There's the toast, you know, like toast to a new year, starting yep. a new year together. There's all those sort of things. So we had New Year's Eve at our apartment. Yeah, we just um, we had invited my brother over. Yeah, he wasn't really doing anything that day that I'm aware of, and we were like, "Come over if you want." He said he wasn't sure, you know, this and that. So we just kind of settled in. We ordered some Chinese. We randomly watched. Um, movies that made us on yep. netflix they had a dirty dancing episode yep where my lady's at because <laughs> dirty dancing my favorite movie of all time i can recite it from start to finish it's amazing if i was ever gonna audition for anything i would do a monologue from dirty dancing <laughs> kelly if you're listening you know what i'm talking about you know it's not eric's favorite movie but eric could also quote it because of you yeah yeah you're welcome <laughs> So we watched that and then I was like, okay, well now we got to watch that. So that's became a tradition for us of watching Dirty Dancing on New Year's Eve, which was, which is fun. Yeah. Um, so we did that and my brother did decide to come over and we just all hung out and had a couple drinks, ate the rest of our food, just talked and stuff. And then he asked us if oh. we had ever heard of a comedian. Now, let me tell you, I am very particular about comedy. I don't like comedians that yell a lot. I don't like raunchy. I don't like cursing. I think if you can be hilarious with like a regular story and not having to curse or scream, then you've got like some talent. You don't have to be raunchy. You don't have to be trashy. He said, have you ever heard of Nate Bergazzi? Oh boy. I hadn't, but by the end of this podcast, you all will. And I suggest you all listen to him. Nate Bergazzi I had seen the stand-ups episode that he talked about because Netflix does this thing. They have only had two seasons, but they're half-hour specials where they have a bunch of comedians getting to showcase themselves, and then they put it up for Netflix, and it's, you know, it's their show. I had watched the first season of that, I don't know, sometime in the summer when we met, but I didn't know, I didn't remember anybody's name. So when he was like, you know, Nate Bergazzi, I was like, that name seems familiar. And then went over to the Netflix standups and because he was like, yeah, it's on this standups thing. And I was like, oh, I know what that is. I've watched it, but it, I don't remember it. So sure, let's watch it. So we watched that half hour special of Nate Bergazzi, which is his first exposure of having any sort of special. And Jess was crying. You all 30 I seconds in. 
I laughing so hard. Just thinking about him makes me laugh. He's so funny. Yes. He is just so funny. Just absolutely hilarious. Like I I love him. His delivery. He's from Tennessee. So yep. he's got a little bit of an accent. So perhaps I have a bias <laughs> to men from Tennessee with accents. Yep. But he's just hilarious. It is like it's like I feel like you're just talking to your friend. Yeah. And they're telling you hilarious stories. Yeah. And his it's man, he just he says normal everyday things. But he gives the audience time to soak it in. Like he ta- he's not in a rush. Yeah. He's just he's just up there talking to you, and he's just naturally funny. Yeah, that's the thing about comedians. Sometimes that's hard for them to get a wide audience is whether or not they're naturally funny. And, and that is him. And if that humor can encompass all people like it's not just contextual or set in it for a specific demographic or a specific area like his is like everyday stuff so like this is going to segue us into a new entertainment topic yeah we're going to talk about a few comedians today so so we watched that stand-up special and then we turned around and watched his full special the tennessee kid love it it's hilarious oh my gosh it's hilarious and it's important to watch the half hour one first yes because he tells a story at the end of that that he tells part two in his full stand-up yes. act, that if you've seen the first one, you will laugh even harder at the second one because it's a follow-up to the story because some years have passed or whatever, and he even references that. He's like, if you guys saw my first Netflix uh, half-hour special thing, I talked about this. Well, I have an update because it's been a couple of years since that was done or whatever. And man, I mean, you just you immediately start crying because you laughing because you already know the story, yes, and you know where he's going, and man, it's so great. But and, he he just talks about common things that are hilarious. And like, so the stand-ups was in 2017, and his the Tennessee Kid was in 2019. But in the middle, in there in 2017, he's also on Brad Paisley's comedy rodeo. Brad yeah. Paisley does this like comedy roast thing in 2017, and Nate is on it. He comes out and does a set. Yeah. Also hilarious. Yeah. And Brad, I guess Brad Paisley did this thing where he invited a bunch of comedians to come over and stay at his house and then do a special either yep. the next day or the same night or whatever. And he tells, you know, stories in between and he sings a couple. Of, he's got an acoustic guitar and maybe he plays a little bit from this song or that song. He, he has a lot of he's funny, funny songs. He's a got great stage presence. Comedy songs. Uh, Brad Paisley does like yeah. a lot of just like humor yep. in his songs and his songwriting. So it was kind of cool. It was cool to see Nate there. And then, yeah, the Tennessee Kid was yeah. amazing. And then after that, in 2001, he did an outdoor. <laughs> he did an outdoor <laughs> comedy special. Near an airport <laughs> called the greatest average American, which is hilarious because at part of it, the planes are like coming in and he's like, oh, well, let's just pause for a second. We're going to didn't think didn't think this through like there's yep. no planes He's coming. like, note to self, next time don't do one oh, by an airport. Don't yes. do it. Do it. Don't do an outside comedy show next to an airport. But man, he was. He's probably my favorite comedian at this time. Like I am. I just he's am up super there. picky. I just am picky. He's up there. About everything. Um, he's he's up there. He's very funny. I know that uh, we have a couple other comedians that we're going to talk about, but definitely Nate Bragazzi is definitely in this group of like people we we're talking even about had more. Our parents watch it. Your mom, she doesn't like anything kind of wrong. Like she's yeah. 
sweet southern woman doesn't like we were like you you should listen to it and she's like I don't know do you think I'm really gonna like it and I was like yes like the he's somebody that you can listen to with your kids in the room he's and he's just it's good clean hilarity yep and my mom is very much a person that likes clean comedy and stuff like that so and and sadly you don't find it I mean the other people we're gonna the next person we talk about isn't clean comedy i don't think no well ali wong yeah um she's man she's got a little raunch to her yeah but like i mean her first stand-up uh baby cobra she walks out and she is she is very obviously pregnant and makes reference to it immediately of like well this stand-up is gonna last about 10 minutes because i might have to go to the bathroom and you're just like immediately laughing at her i will say from a female perspective i usually like female comedians even less than i like male comedians Ooh. and why is that let's talk about that for a second why is i that? think in a lot of ways women are even raunchier and more cruder in their comedy because i feel like it's almost like they feel like or maybe society feels like they have to in order to compete it's with possible. men so i feel like the majority of women i see are just crass and i just it doesn't really appeal to me it doesn't appeal to me for men or women but because i feel like the women at some point sometimes try a little bit harder for that it just seems more obvious to me and it just doesn't work for me that goes to that weird saying that uh women hold other women to higher standards than they hold men that's an it's, interesting thing and not, i heard i heard that on something else completely different this week yeah when I, was I mean i don't necessarily think that that's the case because how many male comedians have I actually liked? Yeah, I don't know. It's but I'm just saying that I think a lot of times it's harder to find like a clean female yeah. comedian. But Ali Wong is, I mean, she's but she's, she's funny. She's very and, funny. And from a fe- I but the flip side of that is I really enjoyed her jokes from a female perspective about the female body about female things in like a sexual way in a humor way and just like all that stuff is was super relatable yeah i mean she talks about being pregnant and stuff like that and her not even just pregnant yeah but but, i mean a lot of it is is focused on that because that's the elephant in the room she's obviously pregnant on that first special like sex humor yeah she does that as well um, but she is one of those people that helped write Crazy Rick, Rich Asians and yeah. get off uh, or fresh off the boat. So like yeah. she's a good writer yeah. too. So her material is very well written. Um, and then her delivery is just hilarious. She cracks yes. me up. I love her voice and everything. Even Soph likes her voice. She's trying to tell you right now. Yeah, Soph's a bit loud today. Oh boy, she's having it. So then in 2018, she has another comedy special called Hard Knock Wife in which she is also quite pregnant during this comedy special. So her timing is impeccable. (laughs) Yep. So she talks about that as well. And then on her third special, she's not pregnant, spoiler alert. And she talks about that immediately as as well. Um, But she's very self-deprecating in that fashion of like, she she puts that right out there for everybody to see immediately. And she addresses it and and moves on. And I guess you're right about self-deprecating, but I don't even see it that way. I just see it as real. Yeah. Like, it's just real. Like, she's, like, honest and real. Yeah. She's she's very honest. And she also wrote a movie for Netflix called oh, Always yeah. Be My Maybe in 2019. Randall Park 
uh, starred in it with her. Keanu Reeves had a big cameo in it. And that yeah. movie was hilarious. Which, if those of you don't know Randall Park by name, he's also known as Asian Jim in The Office when <laughs> yes. they played the prank on Dwight. Yes. And I, every time I see him, even when he shows up in the Marvel uh, mu- uh, movie universe or whatever, the MCU uh, I always refer to him, oh, it's Asian Jim again. Cool. Yeah. And it, he probably gets that everywhere. I would imagine that people that watch The Office, but that was a that yeah. was a great prank. That's that's probably one of my favorite pranks in The Office is fantastic where yeah. literally he's in all, all of Pam's pictures and everything and they're trying to convince Dwight that Jim's been Asian the whole time. It's so funny. Funny. Um, but, but yeah, yeah she, I like her. I'm just, she's definitely not as like, you know, clean cut. She's, but it's relatable. It's funny. And it's still not, I wouldn't at all say like crude or anything like that. No, definitely not. But I mean, she, she does make fun of her husband quite a bit. Um, well, um, in the last special in 2022, Don Wong, she talks about marriage and joking about getting divorced and stuff. And then like a lot and then the special drops and two weeks later it's like announced that they're getting divorced and i was like well that's interesting timing like yeah what man. a what a what a weird timing yeah but yeah she's great uh the other person on that we have on our list that falls into the same category is jim gaffigan yeah he's, man, he's clean humor as well jim gaffigan is absolutely fantastic his first special i remember getting that album called beyond the pale and it is all about food literally I think every single joke on it is about food and it is, I mean, halfway through it, I was like, man, I could go for, you know, bacon. He's talking about bacon. Like I could go for any of this stuff. Like he's, but he's such a good, clean comedian. And also he talks about the fact that his wife helps him write most of his jokes Yeah, because, you know, like he's, he's somebody too. She's good at writing. So he uses that. Comedians. It's all about delivery. Nate Bergazzi is great delivery. Ali Wong has great delivery. And Jim Gaffigan has great delivery. And yes. even before I knew of him as a comedian, I watched him in the show My Boys that was on TBS starring Jordana Spiro. Okay. And that's when I first came upon, like, found Jim Gaffigan. That was in 2006. She plays a, a sports reporter and she's got like all male friends. And Jim Gaffigan plays her older brother. So he's like the guy that comes to the poker games from suburbia with a wife and two kids and everyone else is like single and younger than him, like playing cards and stuff. So he definitely is like stage presence, Jim Gaffigan in that show. I feel like he's playing like off of himself. And I always thought he was funny. And like you and I actually watched what I believe it was the pale tourist, the pale tourist. Yes. We watched the pale tourist in 2020. And that was my first like full Jim Gaffigan special. And he was talking about traveling, traveling like during the pandemic. And no, I mean, it was, uh, no, it was pre pandemic. He did a whole special where he was in Canada. Yes, that's right. I'm sorry, but it was 2020. So that, I guess maybe he it was, recorded it before. Yeah, he recorded it before. But yeah, I, the I entire forgot, thing, yeah. he was talking about being in Toronto and Montreal and all this kind of stuff. And like the differences between Canada and the United States. Yes. Man, so funny. Just this, just the small stuff and the way he delivers. Um, he's like, I feel like he's just like sort of talking to your like cantankerous uncle. Yeah. Like, oh gosh, you know, uncle Jim's here at Thanksgiving now. (laughs) What's he going to say? But like hilarious because he's not your uncle Jim. So you can laugh at him. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, sometime in there, he was in a movie called the way we go with John Krasinski from the office and And Maya Maya Rudolph. Rudolph. And, uh, he plays like one of their, 
I can't remember if it's a, fr- I think it's a friend that lives out in Arizona, but he plays just this guy who's been married for like so long and he's just like that worn down. That's like his shtick. Yeah. And just, man, it's funny. Like it's awkward and it's funny and and he's just, he's good at that. He's funny. He's also got a good deadpan voice or deadpan voice and deadpan face of saying something that is absolutely hilarious and not cracking a smile at all. Yes. And that I learned from my dad as a kid. My dad's favorite comedian was Stephen Wright because Stephen Wright Everything he said, he never cracked a smile. He always talked real low and like almost in like a deep monotone almost. Okay. But every one of his jokes were like one-liners or very short stories and he never cracked at all. And my dad found that hilarious and that's a lot of his comedy in his own personal life. He did that sort of thing where he would say a joke and keep a deadpan face, walk around the corner and laugh. Yeah. Laugh his belly off. Your Aunt Reese is like that. Yes, absolutely. Like she has oh, impeccable. Man. Like she has like on the stage comedian delivery. Yes, yes. Yeah. Her and my uncle Michael are insanely good at that deadpan yeah. look. Like they can say something, and you will legit think they are one hundred percent serious, and they that could not be farther yeah. from the truth. Yeah, man, it's so good. And and that takes me to our last guy. No, no, no. no. No, no. Um, I wanted to talk about Comedy Monster. Oh, the new one we just yes, watched. The new one. Oh. I, I actually was at a friend's house and Jim he Gaffigan wasn't feeling still. good, so he stayed home. And when I got home, he was watching Jim Gaffigan's Comedy Monster. And I watched a little bit of it and I laughed at some stuff. And I'm like, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. Yep. And he's like, I got to show you a part <laughs> that is su- it's super relatable. His stuff he, he talks about being married is like super relatable. Yeah. Like, and he- this segment, Go ahead, you can. the segment is about the fact that his wife gives him these uh, expressions and responses of basically like you're an idiot, and I can't believe that you even asked me that question. I feel be- her because it will be a question of like, hey, uh, so what time do we need to leave for that thing? And she'll be, you know, he does this full impression of her that's hilarious, but her response is like, check the calendar, mm-hmm. and. He does this mime thing on stage between her and him, and it's absolutely hilarious. But I found it personally hilarious because Jess puts everything in the calendar. That's right. How else do you stay organized, folks? And it is it, like I literally was like, I feel Jim Gaffigan right now more than I have ever. But it's like Jim could have just looked in the calendar <laughs> instead of bothering his wife, who I'm sure he <laughs> bothers all the time. Because speaking as a wife who's often bothered, oh. I try to... You know, do things in such a way to create the least amount of bothering. Yeah. And his new special, Comedy Monster, he, the first probably 15 minutes are all pandemic related things of which. It's so relatable. If you did not see or experience it, then you heard about it. Yes. It's so relatable, Uh, you know, and. I guess some people might say insensitive to people who have maybe experienced a pandemic in different ways, but yeah. I also just think it's very important to to laugh at things, to find some kind of humor and some kind of smile and things that are so horrible. Yeah. And what he, the way he does it is just so refreshing and it just feels so relatable. Even not to make it a joke, it's something you've said or something you've heard or something somebody said to you. Yeah. We've all we've all experienced all of what he's talking about during the pandemic and it just 
it's funny and relatable. And that is what I also like about comedy. I want to feel relatable. If you're just so crass and crude and all over the place, I don't relate to that. Yeah. And he's, man, he's got great delivery. That's the other thing. He has really good delivery. Um, The last person we have is a person that I have liked for a very long time, who is one of my favorite comedians of all time. And his name is Mitch Hedberg, who uh, he passed away a a number of years ago. Um, But he, he, his shtick was all in the cadence, all in the delivery. And most of it is one-liners and short stories, not too dissimilar from Stephen Wright, But he smiled a lot on stage, and he also wore sunglasses so you couldn't see his eyes, which I thought was an interesting thing, whereas Stephen Wright would turn down the lights on the crowd so he couldn't see the crowd. So interesting parallels there. But uh, we listened – I had just listened to Mitch Altogether, which is his best album, and man – it's and that's great. an album, whereas everything else is uh, visual. Like, they're yeah. specials on TV or whatever. Yeah. Um, but this was just a CD. It's not that it's bad. There's some stuff that I find funny. It's just his voice is, like, talking to, like, <laughs> like some high frat dude at a party that you're like, how do I exit this conversation? But if you were watching it on a movie, you would be laughing at the awkwardness or the like, oh my God, seriously? I'd be laughing at the awkwardness and feeling empathy for the person talking to him. (laughs) There were some things I laughed at. Like I was like cleaning the house when I put it on and I had it like just my phone in my pocket. And I found myself laughing at like a couple skits because they were, they were just, it's just everyday thing. I will say it's not crude. It's not raunchy. Nope. It's everyday things. It's just his his actual voice started to like grate on me. Because <laughs> he has a cadence for how he delivers certain lines I just lines wanted and him stuff. to speak a little more, like a little normally in between things. Yeah. But he's one of those guys that when comedians, you know, talk about comedians that, that broke ground and changed everything for comedians, a lot of them in today's uh, uh today's standards they will look back at mitch hedberg and talk about mitch hedberg like he is that guy that that is a pillar in making in making it okay to still tell one-liners yeah for the new which age which is and, good like man, not yeah which i appreciate quick stuff like little stuff like you be talking to your friends and saying something random and you guys start laughing and he is like that so i can see why you liked him and why you and your friends liked him back in 2003 like at the age you were (laughs) and all of that kind of stuff i feel like if i listened to him then and was into it i would have felt differently about it now but i will say i mean overall I would say give it a try. Give I, it a shot. See, if you like comedians, if you like to try different comedy stuff, give it a try. I can, give them all a try. I can tell you right now in but 2003. Give Nate a try. In 2003, when we listened to Mitch Hedberg, and when I say we, I'm referencing uh, my, my friend Ricky, my friend Nate, and my friend Tony, of which Nate and Tony I haven't talked to in a long time, but we were all roommates at the time. Uh, not Ricky. Late teens, early 20s guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ricky, Ricky moved in and took my spot when I moved out, but he was there all the time and we listened to Mitch Hedberg and it turned into literally a thing of like our enunciations for stuff just to, just to be funny around the house talking like Mitch Hedberg. See, I'm glad I didn't know you then. Man, it, it's, it, it made for, it made things to be fun. It was cool. It was a good time. But yeah. Yeah. So a little, little different on the entertainment this week, changing it up. So, you know, um, we, we try to be a, a broad topic of entertainment on if we can just say, if yeah. I can just say. You cannot. Oh, boy. There That's we go. That's what he says to me every time. Stealing my line. Because if we can just say comes from me, 
comes from me always saying like, if I can just say this, blah, 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 blah. So I'll always be like, well, if I can just say, and he'll be like, you cannot. You cannot. Nope. I do anyway. Surprise, surprise. I don't let her say unless it's on the podcast. I don't let her. All right. Well, <laughs> we're going to have to sign off now. I think that's all he has to say today. I don't let her do anything. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. So yeah, that's uh, that's been this week's podcast. Um, I think that's, uh, um, I believe that's all we can say this week. Yeah. So, uh, social media is uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If we can just say, uh, if we can just say at gmail.com as our email address, please email us if you would like to, or yes. hit us up on any of the other social media. Yes, we Again, love your feedback. We are where you can find all podcasts: uh, Apple, Amazon, Spotify, TuneIn, Deezer, iHeartRadio, and uh, I missed one. Stitcher. Dang, I man, I'm again. better than you at this now. Yeah, you've been you've Hangover been killing Jess it. Hangover Jess is better than Hangover Steven. Oof. And on that note, y'all, have a great week. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Can't wait to uh, give you another one next week. We'll see you guys later. Bye, y'all.